tuning you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hey, guess what? Guess where I am? Phoenix. <laughs> I feel like I'm on vacation because there's no snow down here and it's really warm and I'm just walking around with a t-shirt on. This is yeah, nuts. Like yeah, you live like this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am truly jealous. Yeah, <laughs> this is nice. Jealous. Yeah, this is, this is a good week. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Anyway, welcome back to The Daily Show where Brandon and myself, Christine, keep the pulse on the world of location-based entertainment for you guys and all the other little fun things that go along. And, uh, you know, welcome to Tuesday. I hope you guys had a good week end and had a good Monday off. Maybe some of you had some holidays or, you know, maybe you're working. Mm -hmm. So sorry about that. But here we are. So anyway, okay, so we're going to kick off today talking. Okay, actually, I want to go back to last week. Remember, I was introducing Cronk Curl. I don't know how this happens, but I start looking into these things and then all of a sudden, all these other weird things start yeah, popping yeah, up. Yeah. So <laughs> this is another one of those weird things. But I found this sport and it's crazy. It's called ski joring. Okay. Now, um, it's an exhilarating winter sport that combines animal power where a skier is pulled by either dogs, horses, or a motorized vehicle. Okay. Now it is originally rooted. It was in, in the necessity of transportation. So people would get hauled around mm -hmm. by the horses and their dogs. We've all kind of get that idea. Right. But it's evolved now into a competitive and recreational sport. Um, it's got a rich history spanning all the way from Scandinavia to North America. And as a matter of fact, I found out people are doing this in my own backyard in Alberta. Like it's a big thing in Alberta because it's kind of like country culture kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, I just found this absolutely fascinating, though, especially the equestrian equestrian things um, and, and what they do with horses around this. So it's a dynamic duo of a horse and a rider where the skier holds on to a tow rope behind a horse and the horse runs and the skier like goes over jumps and does different kind of neat little things. Right. And so there's different things that they elements that they put into this. So at, in some races, they'll have rings that the skiers have to kind of grab mm -hmm. along the sides to kind of collect points. Um, and it, it's just a really neat community driven activity, right? It's increasing in popularity with cowboy culture. They're referring it to, uh, the, the, or they're calling it their winter rodeo now hmm. is what they're calling it. So anyway, I think that we should take a look at this. I have a little video. So if you want to pull that up. Okay, and good. Yeah. Because I'm curious, like if who's actually guiding the horse and how yeah, the horse get around. And so, okay. All right. We'll take a look at this. Oh, so there's somebody riding on a horse. Yeah. Okay. All right. I figured I had to do it. The horse is going to be great, and then the skier is going to be great. Now, this particular video is kind of nuts. Like they take them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Look, they've got like these like flyers coming up. I'm just waiting. At one point. As we crank it up, we put some horsepower on skis. They're really moving fast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but even more aggressive than water swimming. That's crazy. Well, they have to do like slalom skiing too between little poles that are sticking up. Uh, if you're just listening to this, you definitely have to Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like X Games, but for, but for like, horse. 
Wow, that is so nice. Anyway, I was interested with social media is all over it because it's exhilarating, dangerous, fun, neat to watch, you know, and it's really, I guess, building a really tight knit community. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Um, humans will come up with anything. Uh-huh. That's what I'm convinced. I'm convinced at this point that humans will literally come up with anything. Yeah, I know. And I feel like we've seen it all. I truly do. And then all of a sudden, it's we've like, seen hey. so much. And yet, yeah, that was totally brand new. Mm-hmm. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, interesting. Uh, well, I'm what I'm going to talk. So, also, when you talk about something, I've, I've again, we see so much. You kind of think, oh man, I think I've seen everything. This is something I've not yet seen before or heard of, and part of this is because it hasn't really made it to the U.S. yet, and oh. I don't know if they're going to. But this is a company called Darkfield, and they're they call themselves an immersive theater company, and they do basically 360 degree audio experiences. And this is their latest experience that they're opening called arcade. And I think that's probably what caught the search, you know, the search yes. bots and everything was the, the term arcade, because this is maybe why I haven't come across this before. They've got four other experiences before this called flight, coma, eulogy, and seance. And what's interesting about these is they are audio only. You go inside a shipping container mm-hmm. and it's completely dark inside. Mm. It's like pitch black inside of a shipping container. And they say, you know, basically it's a, um, a bi oral or binaural, uh, audio experience and sensory. It's like a mix of like sensory deprivation at the same time they're, if they're feeding you this, this experience yeah, I mean. through the audio and it's a choose your own adventure. So every experience is slightly different. So you could go in and have, you know, you choose one path one time and then choose another path another time. And so this one arcade is basically they they explore the evolving relationship between players and avatars. And so, you know, again, you're going to be immersed in a completely dark container and you're going to ask be asked to address what they say, like deep existential questions about free will and consciousness in a world where oh, some may I win see. and some may lose. So like there is, we'll watch a little trailer video here okay. where my, my assumption having never done this before, and there's not a whole lot on their website, uh, you know, about what that actual experience is once you're in it because it's dark. Right. Mm. Um, but my assumption is there is a button that you do push and when you push it and how you push it determines which direction you go in the experience. I see. Uh, the 30 minute experiences and these are pop-ups. So this arcade is going to be at least in two different places right now. So for two weeks in the Lakeside Arts Museum in Nottingham in the UK, and then another two weeks at the Guildhall Music Venue in Gloucester. And um, I think just, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts well, on this concept? Have, have you ever had your hearing tested and gone into one of those sensory uh, I've had it many, many times. Okay. Yes. So, but yeah. it's an interesting experience, mm-hmm. what you can hear and what you can't hear. Yeah. And when they take away, like if they're taking away sight and stuff, and what they're trying to really do is then enhance your actual hearing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be totally cool. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, it would be a neat thing to explore. Very like, interesting. Is it like almost like doing a psychedelic and having a psychedelic experience? Is that what they're trying to actually kind of recreate here? It might be. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I certainly probably wouldn't want to take any psychedelics before going in there because, uh, well, you know, but like a lot of people do creepy. that. A lot of people do this with their sensory deprivation. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of yeah. people do this like with sensory, sensory, sensory deprivation tanks, like the float tanks. Uh, they'll, yes. they'll go well, in I've and again, one do one before. of those. Yeah. Um, but this is kind uh, of takes it to a whole new level. So we're just going to watch this trailer real quick because yeah. I feel like just, it's interesting how they explain their product because to me, it still is not really well explained even after watching this. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, you're not going to help. No, I got these guns, I'll tell these guns, I'll tell these guns. Okay, this keeps going with that one. I'm just going to play now. Right. So, uh, yeah, so this is, and by the way, the coming soon I, uh, font type after the dark field font type isn't working for me. But anyway, like, I think like, I'm just not really sure exactly what the experience is at the same time. These things seem to be wildly popular and they also like, you could book them. So like any one of their five different experiences they have, you can have them come out to your venue or your site, or like if you've got a shopping mall with an empty space or shoot, you want to even drop this into your FEC, mm-hmm. they'll come and bring a shipping container, set it up. And you could have this experience in your FEC oh, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. They aren't permanent. They're never meant to be permanent, but you can have these, uh, they call them two po- touring possibilities. And they can set it up in a non in a traditional theater studio as well. Okay, because you see, what I got out of this is that there'd be buttons, and that you'd hear a certain sound, and you press a certain button, and then that would take you down a, a path. Like I just wonder if it's almost like not Simon Says, but kind of like that mm-hmm. idea. You know, you hear this, you got to go this way, or you go that way, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And and you know, Adam, who's listening on LinkedIn right now, says one of the questions would be, are there other people in there that aren't a part of your party? Yeah, because being a hundred percent of the dark could result in some issues. And so, yes, I'm sure you probably do sit down and experience it. But like, fuck, there could be some really serious things happen in there. If you know, a 30 minute experience, locked room, whatever. Oh yeah. You can with, totally freak with out. Brain, with strangers in there. So oh, right. Right. right, right. They do say you can't, you shouldn't do it if you're claustrophobic, like some obvious things. Right. But mm-hmm. um, that is interesting if you're in there with another well, group. I wonder now thinking about it, do they use air in there and scent or is they, is it completely stripped? Uh, of they all call of that? it a sensor. They call it a sensory experience. So binaural and sensory experience. So my guess is they probably do use other senses as well mm-hmm. as as mm-hmm. hearing but they just take away the sense of sight oh my well, gosh anyway so if you're interested in checking this out and like potentially you know seeing if there's something you want to bring into your own place or whatever you can reach out to them they actually have a booking information down at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, for it's at darkfield.org nice. and um, yeah these guys are interesting i'd really love to try their experience uh, yeah but, um, i want to see where it goes mm-hmm. for sure yeah, totally cool yeah. come to iapa <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Maybe exactly. we'll create our own sensory yeah, come, booth come in to our, uh, Orlando. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So speaking of sensory experiences, hmm, uh, have you ever wanted to be slimed? I've never wanted to be slimed. Oh. That is like the last thing I've ever wanted to do. Okay, I kind of want to be slimed, but I just want to be covered with like plastic so that my clothes don't get dirty because that would really irritate me. But anyway, um, so the SLU Moo Institute is opening up a new location in Los Angeles this summer. They already have a couple of these going, which, and this boggles my mind. It's a museum that is all about celebrating playing with slime and using it to heal. So the two ladies that started hmm. it, Karen Rob, <clears throat> Rob, Robinovitz and Sarah Schiller, they both found solace and joy during uh, some personal tragedies by using slime to play with it and kind of do different things with it to make themselves feel better. Uh, now, they built these experiences with do-it-yourself slime bars. Actually, I'm going to pull this up. They have a slime wall you can see here from this picture. Then they also have uh, some do-it-yourself uh, slime bars where you can create your own kind of slime experience. They have slime showers and you know, uh, more slime pits and things you can pull and play with with other people. Um, and I mean, this this slime is amazing. When you go through and look at all the different types of slime, like they have boba slime, like uh, cappuccino slime, all these different types of things. And it, it looks so absolutely thrilling and fascinating to play with. 
Now, the, they created these spaces because they felt that the therapeutic benefits of tactile play were really good for people that were suffering with issues. And it blends a nice, uh, it blends science and fun and sensory exploration all together. So they've been really positive mm-hmm. and very successful. Now they're on a mission to support healing, inclusivity, and joy of rediscovering one's inner child. But before we go, I actually want to get your opinion on all this. Well, I mean, I'm just not a, I'm just, my kids were really in a slime for a period of time and like okay. making homemade slime. And then they would buy, you know, they would get slime at like a, well, at a redemption counter or whatever. And they were really into it. I just never really was, it was never fascinating oh. to me as a kid. And like, I'd watch Nickelodeon and, and I'd see these you know people getting slime and be like, eh, don't have a desire to do that. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, let's, let's have a little yeah. go at one of the videos of people getting slime. Cause I think it looks so fascinating here. Right, awesome. The one thing about slime that gets me though, is the price of it. Like a little jar of slime can be up to like $50. If you uh, have all the little elements <clears throat> in it, it's absolutely insane. But check out this. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I do, I do appreciate the, um, the desire to try to create like a sensory environment and give people something stimulating stimulating and tactile. Like I get all that. That's cool. Um, it's just not for me, but it's clearly for a lot of people like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, tons of and I would love, love to see somebody else get slimed like my friends or whatever. Would you like, like to I'd, slime them? Like, would you want to throw oh, a bucket of slime? hundred percent. Okay. I would love to do yeah. that. I just don't, I just don't want to be the one get slimed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that just because you don't want to get dirty or like, it's like, do you know what I mean? I just What's wanted the- to get all covered up like that and be like worried about stuff. Like to me, that's like not fun not to get fun, all worried. You're just not a fun sport when it comes to stuff like this. Hey, like- no, no, I guess I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it would be cool as long as I had a cover over me and it wasn't getting on my clothes, but I, I don't like how it's getting in his beard and all over. So exactly. Like, do you have right? to have a shower? I know. Well, then you totally like? do. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, right. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get the icky no, feeling. But it's. It's fun. It's cool. People clearly love it and they're having fun getting slammed. Well, like it's a, and it's a memory and it's something you can do again with your friends, your family. And like, mm-hmm. imagine if you're kids and you get to slime your parents, like that's totally fun. And I, and I would go along with it in that case. For sure. Well, and I mean, this is their fourth or fifth location that they're opening now. So obviously it's got a lot of legs and people are going for it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Totally. Get on them. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one of the other things I want to talk, it's another new Family Entertainment Center opening up. It's in Spokane, Washington, and they are called Flight 509, and they're expected to open their doors early March 2024. And we're going to take a look at some pictures here that are uh, done by, actually, you know, didn't realize that this mm-hmm. first initial picture, but a friend of ours, Doug Wilkerson, over at Dynamic Designs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, he's done a good job. I mean, just the the the, out, the exterior here is beautiful, like all the different finishes, the, the, you know, the theming is done really well. Um, and so basically it's a 22,000 square foot venue. And it has, as you can see here, it's got a two-story laser tag, actually, uh, ropes course, arcade, bumper cars, uh, mini bowling, soft play. And mm-hmm. then one of the things nice. I love, like, I love this attraction, Velocity. Yeah. It's so much fun as okay. a kid. Uh, as long like, as it's not slime and it's balls, you're good. Yeah. You can shoot <laughs> balls at other people. And like, it's just a lot. This one's, this is, Velocity is one of my favorite uh, little, little attractions that just drops in, you know, soft play attraction or add on. But anyway, then they also have the Omni VR arena. And so, you know, they have, uh, and you see here, there's not a whole lot of pictures of their attractions, but like they've done a good job maintaining the theme of like the flight thing. So passenger boarding is where you get your tickets and you, you know, come in and then you go to the hangar cafe, which is the name of their bar and the restaurant as well. So you can see here's the broader part of the restaurant and like all the little aesthetics and things like Doug really did a good sound job pulling everything together. Yeah, right? totally. It's like airplane wings almost, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yeah, exactly. Helping with the sound dampening. And then here's one of their party rooms. Oh, so nice. this is, um, you know, it's a little bit 
bit open for me for a party room area, but I think it depends on where the attractions are and like what other volume is here. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this could get really noisy, mm-hmm. um, both for guests outside of the birthday party, but also here if like you really wanted to have like an event that was yeah. like a little bit more private. It'd be a little bit noisy, I think. I do like what they've done, though, like dropping the clouds down from the ceiling and the mm-hmm. airplane and everything. That's that's really neat. So maybe those act a, a bit of sound dampening. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So this is a it's a four and a half million dollar facility. So you know, which is a lot to go into a two mm-hmm. a twenty two thousand square foot venue. Like yeah. it's oh, actually yeah. pretty expensive. Like so clearly they, they've done a good job, spared no expense. I did take a look at Spokane and other attractions in the area and where they are. And, you know, it actually looks like there's not a whole lot of competition in the area. There's a couple of trampoline parks, some a standalone laser tag not too far away, which is interesting because they have a laser tag here, uh, some escape rooms and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I do think that they stand out. Spokane, obviously, being the capital of Washington as well, like good population. So um, I think that they will probably do well. Their price points, they actually will offer memberships that include two-hour unlimited passes as well as discounts and then memberships run month to month and they begin at $100 for a family rate after $90 registration fee. So the, the, even the, the price point doesn't seem excessively high for unlimited two hour play. No, not for that area anyway, mm-hmm. right? You probably have a lot of tech people in that space, right? Coming from Seattle-ish, right? I would think. Yeah, yeah Spokane's a little bit farther out than, than Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly like other than like people who are involved in the, I don't, I don't know what the industry is outside of the fact that it's mm-hmm. the legislative center of, of the capital mm-hmm. or the, of the state. Do you know what I always find interesting about this is why flight 509? Like where did that theme and idea come from? And you know, yeah, like- I had the same, I had the same issue. Cause that was my one standout issue is like flight 509. Nobody's going to know what that is. Like they're not going to go to family entertainment center. If I just see flight 509 and I'm looking in Google, yeah, it doesn't say it's not flight 509 entertainment venue or something like that in their name. So it's completely unbranded as far as family entertainment is concerned, mm-hmm. but it, I'm guessing it's because their owner is a former commercial pilot. And so oh, I think that's where some sort of this, of him, I think it has right? meaning flights. And like, as you saw there, there was a picture of Amelia Earhart in the background. And like, I think just, he just yeah. loves flight, yeah. but like, I still would have tied entertainment or something into the name. Yeah. Right. Right. And maybe, maybe 509 was like, that was the flight he decided he was opening an entertainment center or something. Yeah. Like that, that could be too. You know, who knows? It could be yeah, really interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, cool. Cheers. Good luck to them. Yeah. Know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Awesome. So you know what, if you're looking for a little side hustle this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause we need a side hustle. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know. Uh-huh. Like, I think we need one more thing yeah. to do here. Um, but I thought this was really cool. Or if you want to give your kids a hot kids summer, we'll call it, you know, <laughs> I think this would be awesome. Um, if I still had Lake property, I would do mm-hmm. this in a heartbeat, but, um, these guys out of Ontario are selling this giant inflatable park for $60,000 Canadian, I might add. So this is actually a really good deal. Originally it was 180,000. Now this park has only been used for a small portion of the summer, uh, I believe about three or four months, they said. And these parks are typically good for between three to five years. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. barely used and it's been stored and put away properly. Anyway, it's up for sale. I just thought, oh my gosh, this place is great. Uh, 110 patrons, you can get onto this park and it's shipping out of Ontario, Canada. And if you were interested in a side hustle or something like this, this would be the perfect thing to get your hands on or if you just even wanted this for your kids sixty thousand dollars dropping it right at your lake maybe mm-hmm. maybe just open it up and charge the locals you know to kind of come out and you might just claim your money back over the summer yeah yeah, you know? yeah it's awesome there's a lake here in arizona out at lake pleasant that has the same uh, not the same layout but has the Wibbit 
yeah. the Wibbit manufactured uh, system. And it was a ton of fun. We went out there. I think our, our ticket lasted for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And it's actually, you wouldn't think that's very long, but it's actually a lot more exhausting it's running really around in there. Work. It is a lot of hard work, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, $6,000 for that hey big guys. facility you know, yeah. isn't bad at all. Don't miss the opportunity. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to go fast. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, LBXers, this is CB and BW signing off. As usual, stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, guys.